listening to The Warrior's Cry. This is James Edwards, and uh, this is episode 10, part 2 of Fire on Your Head, Steve Bremner's interview. I uh, just wanted to start off by uh, welcoming you once again to the podcast. I thank you for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, the first part of my interview with uh, Steve Bremner, um, the missionary uh, out of Peru and also my co-host on uh, Warriors on the Wall. hope you enjoyed that podcast uh, uh, or uh, the interview that I had with uh, Steve. It was a really good interview. I did have to cut it off kind of abruptly because it was going a little longer. Um, so um, just want to basically say um, that Steve is a great guy, and I'm glad that he's actually uh, part of the Warriors Cry Network now with Warriors on the Wall, and I'm excited about um, what God is doing in this ministry. So I encourage you, before I start the interview, I encourage you that if you have any friends or family members that uh, might be interested in the Warriors Cry, uh, go ahead and send them uh, to the podcast and have them subscribe so they can listen. Uh, And also, I'd love for you to support Steve Bremner's ministry as well in Peru and check out his podcast, which is called Fire on Your Head. Uh, So this is the second part of the interview. Um, And afterwards, I will uh, tell you kind of what uh, my thoughts are on the backside of this uh, interview. So uh, this interview probably is about 30 minutes or so, um, but tune in and uh, hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. think, and, and you're, you're in mission, so coming at it from a missions perspective, do you think the church is healthy? Oh, no. I mean... <laughs> wow, that was a succinct answer right there. Well, I mean, I don't... There's things to be encouraged about. There's things to, um, you know, find the positive in everything, right? Right. Uh, but let's not, like, kid ourselves either. You know, uh, you know, we got a long way to go to, to see, uh, you know, just to stick to the, the exact theme of your show about unity. Oh, yeah, we got a long way to go before we see that kind of stuff. There's um, a lot of things that need to take place just in general to be in a healthy place. I mean, look, one of, one of the things I've been exploring a lot on my, pod, my own podcast for the last year or so, at least a year, um, some, of my mo- some of my most popular episodes are about the Duns. You know, these are individuals who they stop attending uh, some kind of service, but they they have not uh, abandoned their walk with Christ. They've not that they're still strong in their faith. They're still fellowshipping with other believers, but they're not doing it in some kind of Sunday morning time frame and only seeing these other Christians once a week. You know, when they look at the back of their head to listen to the. Um, professional expositor give a sermon, um, you know, so they're, 
uh, and, and you know, there's a guy that I've I've got lined up to have on the podcast who who wrote a book about this called Church Refugees, and he says there's like 35 million um, Americans who are classified or consider themselves duns. So I'm bringing that up. I don't know if your your reaction is going to be, wow, what happened to all those backsliders? Um, but without looking into it, that is that's the reaction uh, I, I come across when I post a, an episode like that. Somebody will comment on Facebook or leave a comment on my blog and and just on the surface assume these people must hate the body of Christ if they're doing that. Whereas you know the type of people I've interviewed or talked to, their stance is no, I'm 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 just trying to kind of get out of this system that I feel is hurting the body of Christ or hurting my faith and going after it without these different constraints that that the so-called system brings. So I, I realize touching some of those things really quickly opens up a lot of can of worms, some of which have, ta- <laughs> have, t- have taken me hours and hours right. to kind of go through in conversations and stuff. So I'm not trying to kind of do that uh, here on your show. Well, that's fine. And but, just to kind of go but, down that but, path. Well, well, so well, well yeah, so I'm, I'm saying that in a roundabout way to answer the question. When you can have uh, some people who feel the need to escape from a system because they say, yeah, that cysty is is sick and dying and it's being called the church and, and like, uh, let's go and, and build the body of Christ and, and make disciples or have community and, and build the family, you know, like one of the images in the in the, te- the New Testament of the people of God is is a family. There's another one that we're building. There's another one that we're a field. I mean, there's all these analogies. And then other people go, oh, well, they were never saved anyway. Like the fact there's, that there's that strong of a disconnect where that you can have some people leave and go, um, okay, you guys are the ones that, that need to, to reevaluate things. And then the other people who are in that and look at those people and say, you uh you're clearly a backslider or if you loved jesus or you loved unity or you loved the body of christ you would stay and you would tolerate all the issues you have it's not about you and you know so like i i hear from both sides of this because i i somehow get like i'm like a lightning rod for it because of these different podcasts or blog posts i've posted right. uh, anyway you wanted to chime in and kind of go down that a bit uh, that that's that's meant to be an answer to your question uh, <laughs> that that um, no, we're not in a healthy place because um, we have so much, uh, not even division, that's a given, but the, we have so much um, difference of opinion, not just about how to how to be united or what being united looks like or what being the church body of Christ looks like, but we have um, the same type of questioning of each other's salvations, you know, if you get talking to people about how they feel we're going to do. So I don't know if I'm, I'm making things worse talking about this kind of stuff with you. Cause, no, no. cause you know, you know, the but thing there, is there's that, a lot of work to be done, you know, right? there is absolutely a lot of work to be done. And, and just to kind of speak about the duns a little bit, I, I I've kind of picked up on that theme on your podcast, uh, listening to a few episodes and I'm kind of conflicted because the thing is, is that I've always, um, I'm not a big fan of, church in the sense of the word uh, where you go and you stare at other people's backs of their heads and you listen to someone preaching a message and all of that kind of stuff. I'm not a huge fan of that. I do it. There's a reason why I do it. The reason why I go to sanctuaries and and I listen to um, 
pastor preaching and I am in the praise and worship team and, and, and all that kind of stuff. The reason why I do it is because I believe that in the body we have to be connected. Uh, on the flip side, um, I totally get the whole done idea of, of leaving uh, the church and, and trying to go out and, and win disciples. The problem is is that when you do it that way, you know, what kind of uh, accountability do you have? What kind of, does that make sense? Yeah, but then again, those are some assumptions that are made that if you're not attending this once a week thing where there's um, a pastor giving a sermon or, a t- uh, you know, some talented musicians provided their gifts and, and skills, like there's this kind of assumption that that's what church is. And if someone's not doing that, then how can they possibly be doing all these other things um, with regard to disciple making or having family? Whereas like the question, if not that all the duns ask this question, but the, the way I would phrase it is, well, who's to say that um, the other way, you know, the, the, the once a week meeting is the way we're connected to other members of the body of Christ. And one of the benefits of, of the thing I'm doing in Peru where, you know, we're involved in each other's lives on a daily basis or at least more than once a week. And the, the Sunday morning thing is, is like cherry on the pie, or it's like a it's a spoke in the wheel of like this overall thing of a lot of other things that are going on uh, in our lives. And for me, the, the icing on the cake is a, a longtime friend of mine, years and years old uh, in the Lord. He's got to be like 50 now. And I, and he, he was a part of the church I grew up in. And, and then as we became friends when I was an adult, I invited him to this this kind of charismatic church I, I started going to. And I remember him telling me, you know what, Steve, I've been a part of this other church for 20 years. And I don't know anyone. And, no, I, and nobody knows me. Like I could stop going for six months. Nobody would notice and that's the point. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be about, and his words to me were, you know, it shouldn't be like, I can only know some other Christians if I attend this once a week thing. And, you know, for ten, five or 10 minutes afterward or before the service begins, when we're having coffee, we chat and that's supposed to be our, our relationship. He said to me, like, I don't want that. I want like actual relationships. And I didn't know anything about Duns back then. And uh, I, you know, and I don't, I'm not a done, but I'm like also kind of like sympathetic to them because I just seem to attract a lot of it. Um, but I, I've always remembered that, you know, Steve, it's not supposed to be that way, like where I, I only get to kind of interact with other Christians for like 10 or 15 minutes before the service. And this guy I would encourage and, and, and admit like, well, then why not have people to your home or go do social things with people during the week? And so um, I'm not trying to get defensive with, with your point. Oh, no, uh, no I'm not about the about the, the the meeting and staying connected. But it brings up some of the same thing we were mentioning earlier with, with um, uh, different cultures or different uh, opinions about, well, how do we uh, fellowship? How do we have unity? How do we be the body? And as, as you know, if you add up as many different people as you can, you'll, you'll come up with as many different opinions as there are people for better or for worse, you know? So, yeah. Well, and, and what I was saying is, is, you know, the thing that I fear about the Duns is that they don't have, you know, that accountability. I know that that's an assumption. Um, but you know, it's just, I know 
large parts of the church that we look at it as today isn't really the way church was really meant to be. Um, next month, I'm going to have uh, Caesar Kalinowski on the program, and he's one of the founding uh, people who kind of started uh, something called the Missional Church, which is kind of like an organic church, but uh, it's more of like a, a, a missional uh, kind of uh, organization where it's not really a congregation that gets together to listen to one person preach. It's kind of like where each person kind of brings something to the table and, and all of that kind of stuff, which yeah, I find that's, that kind that's of— that's what we do. Yeah. So I, I kind of find that interesting, and I'd love to have more of that kind of experience. Um, but I know large, uh, largely the church that we know it as today is really a modern construct. I, I don't even think that churches really uh, were like that probably until the maybe the 1500s, 1600s when there were people up front preaching or whatever. Um, I guess, well, I guess you could take it back to the Catholics because they were uh, kind of controlling the, the doctrine and controlling the, the understanding of scriptures, and, and the common people didn't really understand it, so they had to kind of speak it to them, I guess. Um, right. But, you know, when you when you look at it, it's it's kind of like a modern construct because churches in the New Testament times— um, the Pauline times, when you look at the way Paul was correcting the churches, it wasn't about uh, one person speaking. It was about them all bringing a word. It was about them all singing a song. It was about them all speaking in tongues. It was about them all doing this or that. And I think that's really, um, really what is desirable when it comes to unity in the body of Christ, really, is seeing a church that actually works together in that sort of way where we can get together and we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And then we can say, you know, hey, I read this in Scripture this week, and this is what it says to me. And then somebody else can say, this, uh, you know, say, well, that says to me this, and we all grow and we all learn from that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes sense. It's, it's a lot of, like, what we're doing right. <laughs> down here. And and I've never been exper- exposed to anything like that because, you know, I'm I'm from North Carolina. We're in the Bible Belt. And uh, churches traditionally in this area are all that style of church where you go in, you listen to somebody preach. And, you know, you get a lot of really good stuff out of it. Um, But, you know, you also get a lot of really good stuff from pulling on people and pulling on people's gifts. And I think that's where the church is injured nowadays is because um, we don't have an opportunity to pull on each other's gifts. Um, Right. You know, uh, I think podcasting is really a good opportunity for me because – I have these awesome guests, and and you're you're in that mix, you know, uh, for that. But all of you are pulling on me uh, to try to pull out my gifts, and and I hope that I'm doing the same for you as well. Um, yeah, I hope so too. Right? No, just kidding. I, well, I, well, I hope. I mean, honestly, no, no, no yeah, yeah, this is this is uh, eye opening, or or you know, uh, any any conversation I ever have with anyone, even you know, on my podcast or whatever. You know, I'm presented with things to to be challenged by and think about. You know, as you've heard a few examples, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm game for it, but that's that's in a roundabout way, uh, you know, not intentionally. The point, right. you know, like if if we're all building one another up, uh, like I'm of the opinion that doesn't happen just from a pulpit to a pew, uh, but it happens where uh, everyone in some way gets to. And so not not just 
you know, I don't, I don't think the solution is finding a way to deconstruct and reconstruct how to do a Sunday morning service, but to destroy that church only is from 10 o'clock on Sunday morning to 12 or whenever it ends, but that the church is not a time frame. It's a, it's a body of believers, uh, whose lives are connected the rest of the week too. Right. And, and you're, and, and I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you that our modern day construct of church is a modern construct. You know, like we, we, I, I try to encourage people, you know, there's this kind of saying that the church is not a building, it's the people. Right. That's right. That's totally right. But not only that, it's not a time frame either. Right. <laughs> it's not just a two hour service once a week either, whether it's in a building or not. It's, it's the people it's, right. it's, it's perpetual. And, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I love that idea. And uh, I, I think in in the introduction earlier, when when there's kind of the the the, the cutting out, and, and maybe we can fix this, when um, I was emphasizing that we're big on discipleship, like we're big on discipleship in the idea that it's everybody's job and everybody can do it, not just some some kind of special leaders or people that like are the ones who kind of run that the service of, of what happens for those few hours on Sunday mornings, right. but that it's something like everybody can go into their lives at their jobs, at their school, uh, in their, their routine and rhythm of life that everyone gets to be a part of, not just like the elite few. Right. Anyway, I'm kind of going on a, I, you haven't asked me a question in a while. I hope I'm not going on too much of a <laughs> rabbit trail, you know, you know, I might actually just take this episode and try to split it in two. And that way I can actually, uh, we can continue the conversation a little longer. So it's not uh, okay. Yeah. However you want to do it. Yeah. And, and I'm told, okay. I'm okay with extending the episode out. I mean, I've had some longer episodes. I typically like to have, you know, between 30 and 45 minutes, but you know, I'm perfectly fine having a little bit longer of an interview, especially if we're having a good conversation. And if we're having a good conversation, honestly, I think our listeners uh, enjoy that type of conversation as well. So, well, it's your show, man. It's not mine. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I, I agreed to do this. There's well, and I lot. appreciate you agreeing to come on. <laughs> so yeah, however you want to do it. Like I told you before we recorded, I, I half an hour will be hard if you get me going. So. <laughs> um. All right. So you know, the next question I'm going to ask is, uh, you know, I know that you deal with a lot of church leaders. You have a really good relationship with uh, Dr. Michael Brown, which. Uh, incidentally is the way that you and I met and, uh, uh, is, is you kind of stumbling across my podcast because of Dr. Michael Brown. Um, and, uh, you, you deal with a lot of leaders in the church. You've interviewed a lot of different people, uh, in the body of Christ. What is one thing that you would like to ask leaders that maybe you haven't talked to? Hmm. So are you talking about like if I met with them or if I got them on my podcast or sure, yeah. something like that? Absolutely. Like generally speaking, uh, and I don't know if you want to rip this off for like, you know, how to interview people yourself too. But um, whenever, like if I talk to someone who's seasoned, you know, they've been around decades or they might be, uh, you know, they're really seasoned in ministry. I like finding out like, what what do you wish you knew uh, from the beginning? You know, like what's something you wish you didn't take a long time to find out, to learn? Um, and that doesn't have to be in ministry. That could be with like any expert or any right, kind yeah. of field. Because uh, I'm always fascinated on, um, okay, now, now that you're at this end of the spectrum, looking backward, what for you was like 
something you wish you picked up on right away early that you could not waste, you would not waste your time doing. And incidentally, um, sometimes I've had guests on and, and they talk about discipleship or they talk about mentoring. You know what I mean? Um, there was this kind of epiphany I had about four years ago where a few different really influential people in my life, uh, I was hearing the same kind of thing from them without using the same words necessarily that they don't care about filling stadiums or they don't care about having thousands of people reading their books or something like that, that they would just want to turn around and pour themselves into a few people, you know, like Paul had Timothy. Um, and so when I hear something like, oh, so you're saying um, one thing you would like to do over is go back and kind of focus on uh, um, discipling some Timothys, I hear, okay, so does that does that mean I should you know, at this end as a, as a young, like th I'm about to turn 35 tomorrow, that like, that's a worthwhile thing of me going forward to, to focus on and put my energy in something that I'm listening to people say. So yeah, like I've, I've done this for a generation or two, uh, and I would rather do this, or I wish I had known that like, because when I, if I, if I ask people questions like that, I think you can't go wrong if you listen to their, their answers and their advice so I know you were asking me about like if I had uh, you know you know some other leaders that I've I've you know not talked to or, or would like to talk to, um, but I hope that's a, a specific enough question, because it's it's the type of thing that a you can you can learn a lot from them about like what they've learned what their values are what they wish they had done differently and two if you're smart enough to to listen to that uh, you can you can take cues about what not to waste your own time doing or or right, what you could yeah. focus on intent and so it's like. Um, you know, any guest I have on, whether they're of, on my podcast or if I get to meet some people and, and, and I'm interacting with them or having lunch or doing something where I, I, I can ask questions. Like, I don't know if you heard my interview with Dr. Brown, but like I had questions for him about writing one time when, when we were, we were having a meal somewhere. Um, I wouldn't say like my relationship is as like profound with him. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, you know, I've, seen him several times over the years, but I don't, I don't want to like name drop and act like I'm closer to him than, than I really am just, or whatever, you know? Uh, but I asked him one time when I had access to him, like about writing, you know, I had questions for him. He's, uh, and then he's, you know, in, in the last few months, let me interview him on my podcast about writing in particular. And the whole point was not to just learn, like, how do you write books? But like, I plan on writing books. So like, I want to learn everything I can from someone who's, who's done it. Right. right. Um, or when it comes to, uh, discipleship or church planting or, or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, the particular special sauce that somebody I might be talking to, uh, whatever their particular niche is, then, you know, whatever I, I can ask of them that, that lets me find out, um, uh, to, to phrase kind of the, the, the question uh, you had asked me about, you know, what I would ask them. Yeah, I, I would want to learn something that I can take away and apply. And so it's, it seems to typically over and over again be questions like um, related to if you could have a do-over or you were my age or you could go talk to yourself when you were this age, uh, what would be the advice you give them? You know, something like that. I hope, <laughs> I hope my question is not too long-winded. You're perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, those are very valid, uh, you know, thoughts. You know, if I honestly could go back and tell a young James how not to waste his time for most of his 20s, 
then I would definitely right. do that. But at the same time, I look back as well, and I'm I, I I I see the mistakes that I made and realize that if I changed that somehow, that I would have never learned the lessons that I did. And right. uh, you know, because uh, I my twenties were <laughs> were pretty tough. Um, and you know, and I'll be glad to you know, one of the times that we're talking kind of privately off recording, I'll be glad to kind of share some of that stuff with you. But, you know, uh, it's definitely nice to hear leaders kind of explain that kind of thing. Uh, And and definitely that is something that I would probably like like to uh, add to the Warriors Cry podcast when I can. So um, do it. I didn't copyright that. So. You heard him say it, folks. He did not copyright it. So if he tries to say that he did, no. But as you do, as you (laughs) as as you go on doing this this podcast of yours, that's that's I think a brilliant question to be making sure to ask uh, your your guests. You know, especially ones that have been along you know further down the road in ministry than you have, right? uh, Because you can only glean from it and and learn and and put into practice what you might learn from them. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, start winding down because we are currently sitting at 53 minutes of recording time. Now, I know Woo-hoo. that after we uh, trim down on some of the bad recording areas and stuff like that, it'll probably... Uh, <laughs> as soon as we cut out the fat. <laughs> yeah, cut out all of the... To, all of the, the point. The Max Headroom stuff that was going on a little bit earlier in the uh, episode. Um, so... You know, just kind of finishing up. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us uh, a little bit more about uh, your podcast, where people can find you, how they can follow you, and and contact you if they need to. Uh, go ahead and finish that part out. Right, if they need to. If emphasis need to, on yes. that. If yeah, because uh, sometimes I get really weird. Um, can you can you give a prophetic word over me about this problem I'm having? And uh, I was like, I don't, I have, I, yeah, God's telling me to tell you to seek Him for yourself and ask Him directly. Uh, no, there you go, yeah. If um, uh, yeah. So my podcast is called Fire on Your Head, and for the first number of years, I didn't know, uh, you know, like I didn't have some kind of vision for why I called it that, other than, you know, on the day of Pentecost there was a flame on all of their heads as the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. And I had heard Reinhard Bonnke say, there's no point in praying for a fire on your head if there's nothing in it. You know, so I always try to, um, that the, that the conversations or the monologue type of preachings I do are, you know, they have this flavor to them where you're, you're going to learn something. You're going to be, you know, better off and especially charismatic and Pentecostal kind of doctrines and ideas. That's kind of a general umbrella of, of, of where I go with it. But obviously I have guests on who don't, don't subscribe to those things. And so it's called fire in your head. And I joke that my goal is to kick believers out of the upper room, you know, like the point is not to have Pentecost and, and just stay in the upper room and and get shebie-deebies and, and shake and rattle and roll and, and hose each other down. But that power is to go back out into the streets, go into your lives, spread the fire, right? And uh, and so that's a roundabout way of what the purpose of it is. And uh, I wish I could say I do it as frequently as James is doing uh, the Warriors Cry. Sometimes I go six months without posting an episode. Um, recently, I posted like five episodes in one month. Uh, you know, the, the, there's all sorts of opinion 
that uh, if you're going to podcast, you need to do it consistently and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's fine. Uh, that's how I do mine. <laughs> I do it like <laughs> I do it like it's a collection of MP3s on the internet, and here's the latest one to add to the collection. So that's why, like I think I told you, I don't cover a lot of um, you know current events like this new podcast of ours, uh, the Warriors on the Wall. And that's kind of why I'm kind of excited about it because it's like um, it's completely different than how I'm doing Fire in Your Head. We 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 kind of cover as close to evergreen topics as possible. I've got things in the archive where people listen to them and contact me, and I'm like, I have to go listen to that because that was five years ago. I need to refresh my memory of what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so, uh, th- so it's called Fire on Your Head. You can easily find it at fireonyourhead.com, which basically will just redirect you to stevebremner.com, but uh, make it'll make sure you're on the podcast category. Um, so that's one way you can reach me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on social media. I'm particularly on Facebook. If you contact me through other things, I might take hours to get back to you, which I know in internet time is like four months. Um, so <laughs> seriously, I have people, I get messages sometimes. I could be out and I don't have data on my phone, right? And I could be like out for the afternoon and I come home and there's like a succession of emails or, or fa- messages on Facebook that are like, are you getting these? Did you see this yet? Are you are you there? And it's like, gosh, settle down. You know, there's a life outside of the internet. Um, you're reminding me why I don't have data on my phone. Um, I'm already tethered to the internet as it is with my laptop. So, um, uh, so yeah, I'm easy to find if I don't answer it's because I don't want to. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I try to answer everything. Um, if it takes me a while, thank you for your grace and patience. Uh, Cause I know you're, you're opening the floodgates with this podcast of all the people who are going to contact me now. So yeah, I'm going to hire a virtual assistant. In, yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, was there anything else about that that that, that I forgot to answer? Because uh, it was pretty self-promotion-y, right? So. Well, hey, that's what it's all about, that last part. So, uh, you know, just to kind of uh, continue on that point as well, uh, Warriors on the Wall, uh, like I said, we don't know exactly how often we'll record that, probably once or twice a month. Um, but uh, it's an awesome podcast where we've got uh, – uh, four different hosts, myself, Steve included, and we also have a uh, Travis Brown and a Larry DeBold uh, that will be on there as well. Uh, the first episode is published, so if you have uh, access to iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn Radio, um, whichever particular podcast catcher you like, um, search out Fire on Your Head and search out Warriors on the Wall. Uh, and, you know, the biggest thing that I would also throw out there is. Uh, the biggest thing that you can do to help us is share the podcast if they bless you. Um, share the conversations with your friends. Uh, rate us on uh, uh, iTunes. Um, I'm not sure if you can rate us on uh, Google Play or or any of the other ones that I know of, but I know on that you can Stitcher. rate us on iTunes uh, or Stitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, rate you can us on rate on Stitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Rate us in every place that you can rate us, and the reason why is that helps us to get. Uh, more listeners um, so that uh, we can grow uh, the ministry of the Warriors Cry uh, and and possibly uh, everything else that we're doing as well uh, with Warriors on the Wall, and, and hopefully it blesses uh, Steve as well. Um, so if you want to bless Steve, and uh, your wife was, uh, what was your wife's name? Lily. Lily, yes. 
what I thought. I was I just didn't want to shoot in the dark and get it wrong. So right. if you want to bless Stephen Lilly, um, I'm sure you can go to stevebremner.com and actually uh, donate to your missions uh, on there. Is that correct? Oh, they totally can. I've got books they could also buy, and uh, if they've already bought, they could, like you were talking about with the podcast, they could review them or you know leave star ratings on uh, the sites they bought them from, particularly Amazon. If 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 we're gonna do that, I'm all for you doing that for for my stuff too. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So um, take an opportunity to, uh, like I said, share the podcast, share the message that we're preaching. Um, and the biggest thing is, is if you have any guests that you would love to see interviewed on uh, the Warriors Cry, um, you can email them directly to uh, the Warriors Cry at gmail dot com. The Warriors Cry at gmail dot com. Um, that email address uh, comes directly to me, and uh, I'll get back to you as quick as possible. I would love to interview your pastors, uh, your leaders, your teachers, whoever you would like to hear on this program um, as well. Uh, and that is basically it for the interview. I want to thank Steve for being on the program. Thank you, Steve. It was fun. Hey, I got I got a double episode out of it, so... There I'm, you go. I'm yeah, absolutely. Excited. <laughs> so I've just got to figure out how to cut it down the middle so it doesn't sound uh, really goofy. But we'll right. we'll do. I'll do what I can. Well, what I always do is I don't cut it in the middle time wise. I, I cut it, you know, without worrying if one's longer than the other, based on theme or where a good um, kind of change in gears, you know, makes a, an easy cut. You know, right? Just just from you know one veteran podcaster to the other there <laughs> definitely appreciate that so yeah i will probably work on that tomorrow and and we'll probably have uh this episode posted at the beginning of august uh as well but uh thanks steve for being on the program i'm going to go ahead and stop recording now and uh, uh continue listening for more information Well, that concludes our interview with Steve Bremner on The Warrior's Cry, uh, episode 10. So Steve got episode 9 and 10. Um, so what did you think about the episode? Um, go to facebook.com forward slash The Warrior's Cry, facebook.com forward slash The Warrior's Cry. Follow and uh, you know, let me know what you thought about the actual podcast, the content, and everything like that. I, I definitely want feedback from you, um, the listeners. Uh, so that I know exactly how I can improve uh, upon the content um, that is in the podcast. Uh, I'm excited about the relationship that I've gotten with Steve over the last uh, couple of months now. And uh, it's it's funny, it all started with that one little email to encourage me uh, uh, because he got the impression that I was uh, not going to continue through. Uh, and, and it really is... Um, awesome that God sent him my way to encourage uh, me. So once again, I encourage you, 
uh, to share the podcast with your friends, your family, anybody else that you might be interested in or that you think might be interested in the podcast because that would mean the world to me. If you can review us everywhere you can review us, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you can review us, review us. Um, And uh, some new news, we actually have a Patreon account set up now, patreon.com forward slash the Warriors Cry. Now, the account's not fully set up, so I don't have the perk tree or anything like that up to date. Um, But you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Warriors Cry. And you can pledge your support to the ministry of the Warriors Cry and Warriors on the Wall uh, through a, uh, a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Uh, and that the proceeds from that will go to paying for the website, paying for distribution, and uh, hopefully also paying to get uh, some uh, bigger names on the podcast. I know that when I start reaching out and trying to get some... Uh, uh, bigger name pastors and teachers on the program. Some of them have speaking and interview fees, and I definitely want to be able to uh, honor their ministry as well and their time uh, getting them on the program. So if you can support us, go to patreon.com forward slash the Warriors Cry. And also, um, you can support uh, me directly with the podcast by purchasing any type of printing needs through 434 Graphics. So 434 Graphics is my printing and marketing business. I do business cards, postcards, brochures, whatever you need, I do it. Um, And I would love to help your business and your ministry uh, with anything that you need. Uh, Contact me directly at 434graphics at gmail.com. Once again, that uh, email for the printing business is 434graphics at gmail.com. Once again, this is James Edwards, and I really appreciate you listening in uh, to the podcast. And uh, next month, we'll have Caesar Kalinowski on the program, which I am so stoked about that. Um, so that episode, I think, is recording um, September 9th, I think, is what the, uh, the episode record date is. Um, so... Uh, We'll get that out as soon as I get that one edited and posted. Um, But once again, like I said, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you for sharing. And uh, just continue to pray for the peace of, uh, uh, of Israel and the church in chains all over the world. And pray for the unity and the body of Christ. Thanks for listening.